What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Janela Show. You already know who I am, and it's a good thing you do because this week it's it's a Mike and Mike show. He's made his name our guest as one of uh, you know as the I'm gonna say the top YouTube fitness superstar of the last ten years. I'd say uh, now starting up some new adventures that we'll be getting the scoop on from him. Formerly of Six Pack Shortcuts, you may have seen online. Now he's here to tell us about what he's got going on, how he got all his success to this day, and to make us feel really bad about us being fat asses on Thanksgiving. Mike Chang, welcome to the show. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? It's going Happy pretty well. So what I want uh, people to know is that you know if they haven't heard of you before, if they haven't checked any of your stuff out, look him up now, Mike Chang. You'll you'll get the joke about Thanksgiving because this guy has just shredded one of the most uh, I guess peak physical specimens I've ever met. So I wanted to get you on here to talk about that. Um, but Mike, I mean, I guess I don't know what's more impressive the the physical stuff you've accomplished, being able to you know get the the strength and the physique that you have, or the business success you've had because. I mean, tell us about, you know, the kind of empire you built. You were pulling in some insane numbers on YouTube, millions of subscribers, hundreds of millions of views. Uh, I'm not selling you short, right? That's all pretty, pretty high peaks you hit. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely pretty accurate. You know, building a, building a body, building a business, looking back, there's tons of different, uh, different ways on how to do so, but... There's a lot of information out there that will show people how to do things like that. And, you know, I guess we can, we can go into, and, and I talk a little bit about how I got there. And there's some really interesting stuff that I want to share afterwards, too, because every, I, I realized, you know, life is like a journey. You know, we kind of go through different phases. If somebody's in a phase to where they want to get in shape, you know, they got, they got different things on their mind. They're like, okay, well, right now, my main goal is to get in shape. I'm going to be trying to start a business. And the main goal is to take this business off the ground. So it's a different type of mindset, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to all these things, you know. But all in all, though, I have to say, you know, this is something that people say over and over and over, you know, which is everything has to do with your mindset and your thoughts, and that's how you create it. And I feel it's been covered a lot. And the interesting thing is, there's some there's some more in depth uh, in depth information that I'm recently starting to learn about, and it's a it's a very very important. Because if we think about why somebody wants to get in shape, you know, um, most of the time people are wanting to get in shape because, you know, they want to impress the women if it's a guy. or they That's why I do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or they just, uh, they may want to feel better about themselves. They look in the mirror and they go, man, I'm jacked. I'm, I'm good. You know, I look good. I feel myself. And so it makes them feel good about themselves. You know, there's always that reason, you know, so... And business is to be around the same thing. You know, people want to be, want to live this nice, fulfilling life. And when they think of success, they always think, you know, I need to make a lot of money, have a lot of things. And therefore, you know, I'm very, very successful. That's how everybody else seems to see it. And even though it's true to the most point, but, um, but there's a, a little more to that, you know, but just to tell you a little bit about, uh, about my story and how I got started on this. Um, you know, before uh, Six Pack Shortcuts and before YouTube, you know, I did a lot of different jobs. You know, I worked uh, worked in sales, worked as a trainer, uh, worked in real estate, and did a lot of different things. And you know, I felt a lot of these uh, a lot of these other jobs and positions were really just kind of prepping me for you know the upcoming stages in my life. You know, and the and the one that I was just with was Six Pack Shortcuts. You know, so we built it up. Um, you know, from zero subscribers, we had no funding, no 
no investment money of any sort, and we were able to build it up from zero to about thirteen million dollar business, you know. And it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing when it when I look at it, you know. But but uh, it's uh, it really just all boils down to to um, you know the type of uh, the type of philosophy and the type of mindset and the type of experience that we got because I've been through so many different jobs, and I think if I didn't go through all the different things that I did to be able to kind of prep for that, it would have been really tough, you know. And I got to say, it still was tough. <laughs> we, we, we were here a lot of call and air, buddy. Uh, and I think we spoke about that when you're, when you're down by the office. Um, but, yeah, so we went through went through a lot of things. And, you know, for the guys that are listening, if they want to be, you know, they want to be successful, they want to start a, you know, start a business and do well for themselves, you know, I guess the really the biggest question to really ask is, you know, why are they really doing it for? You know, because when things get tough, man, let me tell you, when you got to start sacrificing this and that, and life is not as glorious as you as it appears to be. You know, because you're in the trenches, you know, working insane hours and all this stuff. Got to got to really really hold on to that reason. You know, why you do it? You know, because it's not that's not strong enough. It's easy to throw in the towel, or it's easy to make make like reasons and justifications in your mind to say, oh, well, you know, I can't do it because of this, this, and this, and, and things. You can always come up with reasons to do anything or to not do anything, but if you really want to make something happen, you got to you got to be able to, funny to say, but you got to be able to convince yourself of it, like a game. Yeah, so, well, it's, it's got to be, yeah, if you, if, you're, if you don't believe you can do it, then who's going to believe it for you, right? And, yeah. That's, that's really true, man. So, you know, what, what did you learn? I just want to, what, because obviously you saw success that a lot of other people, there's no shortage of people trying to do what you do on YouTube. And whether it's food videos or dumb animal videos or in the kind of fitness regime or area, what, what lessons did you learn? What specific stuff made you successful where you think maybe other people fell short? Um, you know, particularly the YouTube, I feel that. What makes success work is a little bit different than some of the other some of the other uh, fitness channels. Or is not is not that we had superior you know fitness advice. I mean, yeah, you know, the fitness advice works. It's good. You 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 listen to it. If you do it, it will work. I promise you that. But there's also a lot of great people out there that are talking. You know, getting a lot of good facts about training and about nutrition and things like that. I think what really what really um, boils down to is the way we speak to the, to the viewers, you know, the, the way we actually present information. Because I find sometimes when there's, when people are making videos, there's, there's like this alternative motive, you know, like they're almost like they want to, want to, they're making a video almost for themselves as to boast about how much weight they can lift or about how great they look or about all the different things they can do. And, and if they don't have that, um, that motive, that mindset of I'm making this video to help somebody who doesn't who doesn't know how to do these things, or I'm helping somebody who, who doesn't understand these concepts, and I need to deliver it in a way to help them understand it. For what purpose? You know, for them to be able to do it right away, for them to apply it in their life. If they think about that before they make these videos, you know, it would really change the way some of these videos come out. And yeah, because uh, you know, there'll be guys going out there going, you know, let me show you how to pitch press you know, through place, and they're just it's like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I saw a lot of those back in the day, and, mm-hmm. and I just felt like it doesn't really help people, you know? So 
I think that's a that's a big thing is you know really being helpful, being authentic about, about the message you know, that's being said. Um, and people can really they can they can sense it, they can sense it, they can see it. Um, you know, there's ways for somebody to be able to get a lot of views, like they throw a hot chick in there or have some thumbnail of this and that or throw these crazy. It's always the headlines. thumbnail. It's always the tricky <laughs> thumbnails that it's a bait man. and switch. Bait and switch. Man, TNA, man, TNA on the thumbnails. It always That's sells. So, <laughs> so I want to talk about. But, uh, uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, but I was, I was going to say it doesn't matter. You can get the views like that, but the moment. The moment somebody's watching the video, you can get one or two videos that really take off, but to really build a following and to get to get people to really believe in what you're saying, you gotta be really, really authentic. You know, you gotta tell it like it is and don't be afraid to go ahead and talk about your downfall. You know, because everybody everybody's got them. No matter where they're at now, you know, they've all been through some type of some type of struggle. It doesn't matter if it's fitness or business. And it kind of leads me to one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, and I definitely want to hear about what you're up to these days and your upcoming projects and kind of what you've been going into the last few months. But one of the things that shocked me after I met you a couple of years ago and I kind of dug deeper into your story, one of the obstacles I would imagine for you as a professional trying to make a living out of what you've done, all the haters, I like once I started looking up uh, you and, and what you've done, and you were such a cool guy to meet and you knew what you were talking about and you've built so much success personally, professionally. And yet online you see so much like, oh, Mike China doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy's a scam. He's a fraud. And I, and I was reading a lot of those comments and it's just like, what, like why? why? Why so much hate? How did you learn how to deal with that? How did you learn to kind of mentally get over that? Because the internet can be a brutal place. Well, you know, that's actually a, that's actually a good question. And you know, at the end, really, what happened is a lot of the a lot of the marketing, a lot of the marketing isn't. How do I want to say this? It's aggressive at some points, while at some points it's not. Because marketing has to has to reach out to enough people. If you have a really great product and you're not able to tell people about it, it makes it really tough to be able to help anybody out. Now, on the flip side of it. If you are really, really aggressive on telling everybody about it, it can have a negative, a negative outcome. So I don't really do any of the marketing. Um, you know, that's a, that's my partner that does that. And so, you know, when it comes down to that, while some, while some things I agree with, some things I don't, when it comes to the way, the, the way we market them. And that is why there's a lot of haters and a lot of people talking a lot of smack on this. And, to be honest, you know, it doesn't really bother me because I understand. You know, someone's like, oh, you know, you know, you're this and that and that. Or, you know, or sometimes it's on the videos, you know, on the comments, it's like, he, he doesn't have a six pack. He has a four pack. And now I'm looking at the video, I'm like, man, dang, they're pretty good. They taught me that, you know, maybe I'm a little bloated. Or hell, you know what? Maybe I ate a cup of ice cream that weekend. And I and my apps aren't as rich. They call you on your one cheat day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me at all, really. You know, I see it and I understand it. You know, sometimes when it comes to when it comes to stuff like that, I just have to understand that you know you have to accept the good with the bad. Not everybody's gonna love you, and um, and it's no big deal because when I when I look at those things, all I really think back is you know there may be some people that don't like me, but there's a lot of people that I'll be able to help. And if I was able to help that many people and I gained some haters along the way, you know, to me, it's worth it. 
You know, there's a sacrifice for everything. And for me, I feel if, you know, the job is still well done because, you know, people still have been able to improve their lives, you know, if they're watching the content. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me much. It's, to get to that point, because the internet, like I said, it's just wave upon wave of haters. So, good for you. I remember one of the first videos I ever did uh, as an interview, and I was on a couch and I was doing an interview, and I had my legs crossed, and I guess I had them crossed too much, and someone was commenting on YouTube, like, oh, this guy, he sits like a girl. And I'm like, why would you, like, why? That's, that's the first thing you think about to say out of the whole thing. Oh, man. Crazy people out yeah. there. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about what you have been up to now, Mike. You were talking to me off air. Uh, the last few months, you've been doing a lot of studying, getting more into the mental side of, of fitness and, and what else? I mean, give, give us the scoop. What can we look forward to seeing from you coming up soon? So, so I made a lot of content about how to help people get fit, right? You know, and it really boils down to working out strategies, diet strategies, and lifestyle strategies. And, you know, I talk about it a lot. I've been doing it for about the last five years and even before that, too. So the most recent things, you know, I've been thinking about is, well, if people, if, if people really listen to the advice and they really did it, you know, if they just work out 10 minutes a day, you know, hell, they can't say they don't have time because you got 10 minutes a day. Stop lying, you know, or, you know, but I don't know how. Yeah, but you know how to be push-ups, okay? And you got to do some squats and crunches. I mean, they're really basic. You're not going to be a bodybuilder, but you're going to be in decent shape. You can do it. And then the question arises, too, how come they don't, you know, and or how come they can't, you know? And, you know, if you ask somebody this, you know, there'll, there'll be a whole array of of other reasons. Well, you know, uh, I just, I'm lazy sometimes or, you know, work on the way or, you know, life happens and blah, you know, all this stuff. But those are really, really general, general, um, for general justifications or general reasons. I wanted to know specifically what is, if I had to go ahead and find a reason that can cover all of these things, what is the really core reason behind all of this? And I realized that when it comes to, I had to start, I had to really break things down, look at the way people take action. What makes somebody do something? You know, like take to do anything. You know, what makes anybody take take an action? Because if you tell somebody do this, and you'll get in shape, or do this, and you'll be rich. Okay, but then they don't do it, and therefore it doesn't happen. But why? You know, even when somebody really wants to have that result, and I realized that what it comes down to is anything that's in our mind. Right? Our thought, whatever we think of, it comes out in the form of action. If we, if we tell ourselves, you know, I want to go ahead and work out. I want to go ahead and work out. If we think about that all the time, when we think about it, then we visualize it in our mind. We visualize us, you know, doing a, doing a crunch, doing a bench press, doing a pull up. We visualize it. We think about it. We visualize it. And then we actually feel how it's like to do it as if we were doing it. You know, you ever have a dream? And then you wake up and it's like, holy shit, man. And you felt like you were there. Yeah. You know, there's no difference. Your body doesn't know the difference. It's like you were in there doing it. You felt it and all this stuff. So I learned that when it comes to our thoughts, it's the same idea. If we think of something that we can visualize in our mind, it's like it already happened. Or it's like you're doing it in your mind. And then when, you can, when you're doing that, you can feel the actual activity. You know, no matter if it's working out or if it's working, it's working hard, you can imagine yourself working 50 hours a week or 60 hours a week, that's what it takes, and staying late at the office or whatever the case is, and you can actually feel how it's like. 
And what it does is it preps somebody to actually do that, that activity. You ever, you ever hear people go, I don't feel like it, just don't feel like it, or even yourself. Or, yeah, or anybody, hear, hear you know, it, I, I say it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, you hear it, you say it, and it's like, well, why don't we feel like it? You know, especially if it's, let's say, something simple, 10 minutes of working out. You know, very true. If somebody worked out for 10 minutes a day, they will be in better shape than they, <laughs> if they didn't work yeah, out. Then zero, zero minutes, right. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously, they would actually be in decent shape. But either way, so why don't, why don't they be able to do something like that? Well, a lot of times, they just don't feel it. But then the way they're feeling, so, so then we ask the question, well, why don't they feel like it? What is it with their feeling? And what I've learned is that people don't take action because of what they want. People take action not because of logic. Because if you think about it, if, if somebody all takes action based on logic, why would somebody overeat? Because if, if, if you didn't overeat, you wouldn't be overweight. But yet we look at everybody and people seem to be overeating all the time. You know, something simple like that. Why are you smoking so many cigarettes? You know, it's like, well, basically, well, then you know it's killing you. I mean, it's, it's a very common understanding now. There's a lot of things that we do that doesn't seem to make any logical sense. But yet, we all seem to think that logic is king, and therefore, that is how we take our action. But it's actually false. The way we take our action is not through logic or thought. It's actually through feeling. We do things because we feel like doing it. And there will be some cases to where we're doing things only based on logic and not based on feeling. But those are the times where we're really, really pushing ourselves to do something we don't want to do. Right, because the, chick, the, chicken, the chicken parm sandwich feels like it tastes a lot better than the grilled chicken with the brown rice. So that's why, you know, that's why you eat that. Yeah, yeah, basically. So... so it, it's all it's all based on it's all based on feeling. It's all based on feeling, and people don't take people don't take these actions because they don't they don't feel they don't feel that action. They feel something else. They want to feel something else. If somebody was sitting there, if somebody if somebody comes home, they sit on the couch, and in their mind they're going, "I need to work out." But what they really want to do is they want to sit on that couch and feel this nice, calm, relaxing feeling. So then you got this really big you got this really big difference between what their body is feeling and what their mind wants to do. So what do they end up doing? Staying on the couch. It's a switch on their TV and they're just sitting there watching TV. It happens all the time, you know, and these things are very these are these things are very, very um complicated to understand because throughout my very few years, you know, about to be thirty three, I've I've never thought in this way. But it took me a little while to really think about these things, and I've been learning a lot about Eastern philosophy, um, you know, and understanding the correlation between our thoughts and our feelings and our body and and our spirit or soul or the greater intelligence. You know, the label is not really important, but you know, and what's the correlation between all of this? And there was a and there are some really really profound things that I found. You know, that got me into talking about how I think it correlated to feeling. You know, um, I'll give you a short run of this so this way I don't, I don't go on a tangent on this. But about 10 months ago, you know, I realized that even though that I wasn't, um, wasn't as happy as I thought I was, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't enjoying life the way I, I thought I would. 
And when you look at somebody, somebody like me that's doing pretty good for work, you know, a lot of people know me, money's not an issue. You know, on the outside, it seems like, you know, everything should be fine. You know, you're living the so-and-so American dream, you know. But on the inside, it didn't feel right. You know, felt felt empty, felt unsatisfied. And I started to have this fear. And the, and the voice that kept coming up was, holy crap, this is how it's like, this is what they meant. Money can't buy happiness, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And so I started thinking about people who are very, very successful that are just miserable as shit, you know? They're just like having these terrible lives and, you know, a lot of them going through insane drug abuse, addictions, and some even commit suicide. It's like, holy crap, you know? That's what happens. Because I know at that point, I can tell myself, well, you know, I just need to build a bigger empire. I need to make some more money. I need to go mm-hmm. buy another car and, you know, and just do take a vacation. That's the biggest one, you know? But... It wasn't any of those things. I realized I couldn't run away from what was really going on. And it had to do with, it had to do with a lot of, uh, had to do with basically mindfulness and awareness and term called consciousness. And it's a little bit different than what people actually, actually, actually know it to be. You know, I found that a lot of people are not very, very aware of their thoughts. They're not very aware of their feelings. They're not very aware of their actions. And so, therefore, they're just in this very reactive state. You know, you say something, I feel it right away. I didn't have a choice to decide, did I want to be upset or did I want to be happy or did I want to be sad? Or No, people just react constantly and they don't realize that they have a choice and they're able to, to see the world as it is, but create a space between everything that's happening and their awareness. So, this stuff is really, this stuff is, is really tough to explain and it gets really, really in depth. I'd recommend uh, the book that I've read that really educated me a lot about it was a book called Power of Now um, by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. And I did an audible review on it. The funny thing is, it was one of my guys at work that just told me, hey, do a book, do an audible uh, video on this. And I was like, uh, okay, sure, you know. <laughs> Started listening to it, realized it was nothing like I thought it was. <laughs> And it, but it really, man, I gotta tell you, man, it really changed the way my perspective was. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the questions I was asking, you know, about things, it, it made total sense. You so, know, like people were in, uh, going like, I was gonna say, so, uh, how do you plan? Obviously, you can implement that on yourself pretty easily. And it sounds like you're getting more of a grasp on how to use that in your own way, personally, at the gym, in life, whatever. Are you planning any sort of new ventures to try and share this with other people, or are you just keeping keeping it to yourself and just kind of what's what's coming up new from you that people might be able to see, maybe start learning about some of this stuff themselves? So I'm definitely going to be sharing this stuff. I actually been I've been sharing a lot of these things as I've been learning more of it. I share it with friends around me, sometimes people I meet. If the conversation gets that goes that direction, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I love sharing this stuff and I feel that everybody needs to know about it because it has made such a dramatic change in my life. And now that I can see a lot of these signs, you know, there's a lot of signs when somebody, when somebody, uh, is not very aware of what's going on, you know, and they don't even realize they're doing it. And I mean, the funny thing is because I was doing all these different things, you know, and, and so now I just, you know, give advice to people and I help people and things like that. But as far as in the future goes, I plan on finding a way to be able to teach this, maybe in some type of video course, maybe through live events, 
I haven't decided on exactly the avenue to take, but for sure, though, I want to go ahead and teach people these things and help people come to realization. Because when they do, they'll be able to get in shape. They'll be able to build a business. They'll be able to do anything they want. And they'll be able to actually be happy while doing it. So many people feel that they have to go into struggle and be unhappy for X amount of time in order to then, you know, get to the get to the end result, the rainbow, you know, at the end, and therefore everything will be great. You know, I just need to suck it up and just keep my head down, just grind it out. No pain, no gain, and, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, dude, it's all bullshit. <laughs> and I went through five years of that, I'm telling you, man, it's bullshit. You don't need to suffer in order to, in order to, you know, be happy later on. It makes no sense. What happens is you suffer because you're thinking it's all worth it. I'm going to do all these things. And it's just like get that end, end goal, no matter if it's fitness, business, or anything. But then when you get to the end, when you get close to the end, another reason comes up for you to suffer some more because the end wasn't good enough. You just need a little bit more, a little more time. You can grind it out a little bit more. Before you know it, you're on a perpetual cycle of constantly not feeling good, you know, constantly being stressed, yeah. constantly being unhappy. And yeah, it's all bullshit, man. That's black. People need to yeah. people need to be able to understand understand actually what's going on and be happy and be able to enjoy the things they do and have to do with a lot of these things. Right? So give us to give a, an idea of what the kind of work you put in for yourself to get yourself physically right. What's a what's a typical workout week for you, Mike? Uh, so so typically now I actually I actually don't do um, as much weightlifting as I did in the past. Because I'm changing my I'm changing my goals a bit. Before it was all, it was all about uh, all about building a lot of size uh, and just being really really lean, and it was easy to do that. I just lift weights, do free weights, um, you know, and just eat clean. I don't do much cardio or nothing. You know, it's just creating a lot more aftermarket, breaking down the muscles, and then when it recovers, indeed, it fuels a lot of fat, burns a lot of fat in order to do so. So the only thing about that is. I can look really good, you know, but I didn't have the type of functionality that I want. You know, I want to be able to to get outdoors and be able to do more things, you know. And yeah, I can do regular things, but I'm talking about doing some fun things that involve a lot of physical activities that involve somebody that have to be very strong, not just in lifting weights, but strong in their own body, um, strong and putting their bodies in into different types of movements and different types of range of motion and stuff like that. And so lately, a lot of my training has been a lot more calisthenic and it's been a lot of uh, body weight. And uh, I actually met a guy at this party. It's called a life party, which is basically no alcohol, all high vibes, you know, positive people, not the normal people getting hammered and doing coke in the restroom or some bullshit, you know. <laughs> you know and, but no, really clean, good environment. And I met this guy and he created a... Uh, an exercise apparatus called Sweet Fit. And, and basically what it is, just so you have an idea, is imagine TRS, you know, where you have like the, like the, you know, the bands. The bands and, and all that, yeah. yeah. So imagine that, so you're holding onto a handle, but instead of just handle, you also have foot handles that you slide your feet in. So then you're holding onto it, you're holding onto, you're put your feet into the handle, and now you're suspended off the ground completely. And so you're training with zero gravity and you're able to have this infinite amount of movement because you're literally free 360 degrees. You know, you're not, 
you're not uh, just doing something on the ground. So you're just flying. <laughs> and you're doing like all these insane stuff. Sometimes they call it like Tarzan training because it's really, it's really pretty. Yeah, that's got to that's got to get all your different stabilizing muscles in there. Your core's got to get shredded just because you have no balance. You have no no base. Yeah, like like imagine a boasty ball. If you take that, that's like nothing now. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's really fun, but um, but I've been doing a lot of that training, and it's allowed me to get a lot more flexibility, a lot more strength in different areas. It's not about getting big for me right now. My endurance has increased a lot, and some really interesting changes. Like my stability has gotten ridiculously good. My grip strength has gotten really, really good because you're holding on to it the whole time. And so I spent about five days a week uh, mostly doing that and calisthenics right now. You know, but for people that, for people that really want to, really want to work out, I always recommend if they're not working out right now, they should just at least start, you know, like what we talked about earlier. Dude, just do like 10 minutes, you know, start off with there. And now people may think, well, that's not going to do anything. Well, you know what it's going to do is it's going to establish a habit of working out, you know, once a day, you know, every day, and kind of build up from there. Yeah, and ten minutes is more than you were doing yesterday. So it's I mean, it's it's a net gain. It's a positive. <laughs> All right, Mike, yeah. uh, you're a busy guy, and I know you got to go soon. But I want to make sure we get in this last segment. It's I call it the fun five. It's the five questions we always end the show with, and they're kind of a little bit offbeat, a little bit uh, quicker to go through. So. We're going to have these for you. This is number one. Now, you've been doing this called Swing Fit. Is that what you said? This new system? Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. So maybe maybe the answer is that. Or maybe there's a particular move in that. Or maybe a move that you've done all your life. But what's your favorite exercise? If you could pick just one. Could you? Favorite exercise? Uh, well, if it was going to be on Swing Fit, it would basically be, the, be like a push-up fly. It's basically, I'm, I'm parallel to the ground and I'm just... I'm just cranking out, uh, cranking out the, these, uh, like these chest flies, you know, for my chest. And I've always, I've been wanting to shape my chest and build out more of it, and it's working out really well. Um, but if I had to say, if it wasn't using a swing thing, because right now it's not available for people yet. Okay, um, yeah. So pick an answer that the rest of us can can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, honestly, favorite favorite exercise would be push-ups. And the reason why is because, well, number one, push-ups is an exercise, or it's hitting chest, it's also hitting shoulders and triceps, and it's all to show muscles. It's going to make somebody have the most amount of results on an appearance level. You know, you start doing push-ups, if you don't do push-ups before, and you just start doing push-ups, you're going to be able to tell right away. It's not like the other exercises to like take a little while for you to see the results, even though you are getting it. But... When you look in the mirror, you always see your chest, you can see your shoulders, you know, and so it makes a big difference. And also you're able to progress, progress from regular push-ups into clapping push-ups into a lot of different things. And people that do push-ups, they don't run into any type of um, um, imbalances, you know, to where you're interesting, you blow out your shoulders because you're using too much shoulders, you know, or get injured, you know, different ways. Nobody gets injured doing push-ups. But yet, it worked the hell out of your chest. So that is by far my favorite exercise to do. I randomly do push-ups everywhere. You know, close that's one, a, wide one. You don't need equipment. Okay. Just drop to the floor and boom, gym right there at your yeah. hands. Yeah, um, somebody thinks they can, they can do a lot of push-ups and it's too easy. Just go, okay, well, just do clapping push-ups. Let's see how many push-ups you do. <laughs> all right. 
Yeah. All right. So that's that's number one favorite exercise to push up. Number two, uh, maybe it's your chest because you talked about how you wanted to fill it out more. But all of us, everyone, no matter who you are, you could be LeBron James, you could be Jay Z, I don't care, Barack Obama. You've got some insecurity about yourself. What's the body part that you're most insecure of? Um, most insecure. Like, what's you know, the one I thing would, you always wish, man? I wish I had better this, or I want to work out more to to fill this out or trim this down. Honestly, I would say six pack abs. You're the because, you were the six pack shortcuts guy. What happened? <laughs> well, you know what. It still takes it still takes some maintenance. Still takes maintenance, and you still have to spend the work. You know, like I say, I a lot of people don't realize, but I have probably really I probably have one of the worst eating habits as anybody else. You know, somebody's <laughs> like, "Well, I got bad eating habits." Well, so do I. And and for me to be able to stay lean, that's why I, that's why I was created all this stuff because I'm not this natural lean guy. Oh my god, you know, I used to have a pop belly, and so. That's, that's something that I'm always watching out for, you know, and I have to tailor my workout and eating to ensure that I'm always staying as lean as possible, you know, and I'm not one of those bodybuilder guys that, you know, float out and just, you know, gain 30 pounds during the winter time and just lean down. No, I'm lean 24-7. So it's something that, it's something that I'm always, always, you know, paying attention to. And I'm always like touching my stomach just to ensure like after I eat a big meal, hold on, is it still there? One, two. <laughs> kind of oh man i got like four and a half pack right now <laughs> yeah, you gotta get back to six <laughs> yeah yeah so you know but yeah it's a midsection you know so oh, so that's question two number three uh you mentioned the bad eating habits uh what's the one cheat food that you have the hardest time resisting um ice cream any particular flavor bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream with uh, Hershey syrup on top. Oh yeah, the syrup. Got to have that, man. Just a, just a nice little extra touch on top. Uh, what about? Yeah, I, I was going to say. What uh, about? I was gonna uh, say, uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I made. A, I found a solution for that. By the way, for all for all the people listening who love ice cream, I've been making a protein shake. Uh, I have a. I started a new channel recently. I haven't uploaded a lot of videos on this, but there's one that. My protein shake, I, I forgot what it's called, like my chocolate peanut butter protein shake or something like that. And basically what I've done is I've frozen it just to try it out because I love ice cream so much. And dude, it tastes just like ice cream. Really? I didn't even change the ingredients. Yeah, I just, because I, I make it really thick. You know, I put chocolate um, protein, I put peanut butter, put a uh, uh, little bit of coffee sometimes, put goji berries, cacao powder, you know. And a few others, you know, chia seeds, ice water, honey, a little bit of Hershey syrup. And it's a killer, killer shake. I mean, anybody who likes Reese's peanut butter cups would love, absolutely love the shake. And I just started freezing it, you know, literally probably a few weeks ago. And man, it is the best thing. I'm sitting here going, I can't believe this is my protein shake, but I'm eating it like ice cream. <laughs> I saw so money, Mike. Now, that, that's a revolutionary woo! idea. Oh boy, I eat now. I can tell people, you know, I eat ice cream on every other day. <laughs> wow, 
and it'll still look like you do. It shows that people, you can do it. All right, we got two last questions for you, and I know you got to go, so let's make them quick. Um, it could be an athlete. It could be anybody else you've seen, another fitness kind of guru, personal trainer. Is there a celebrity body that you're most jealous of, someone you think, man, they, they've really put in their time? Hmm. Everybody. Had somebody in mind, I just can't. I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say jealous, but Hugh Jackman, you mm. know, it, it's not that he has like the best genetics or the best physique, but he's, he's trained really hard for a lot of those. He's Wolverine Bowl, you know, and we have a lot of respect for that, you know, and so I would say, uh, I'll say him and uh, Craig, uh, Craig Daniels. Yeah, uh, Dan- Daniel uh, Craig, James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Wolverine so. and James Bond. Those are two good picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And last question, Mike. It's Thanksgiving. By the time people hear this, when this is going to drop, it's Thanksgiving week. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? What's the one thing you got to have? Ooh, man. Thanksgiving, I would say. Um, Turkey with mashed potatoes and gravy on top of both of it, just letting it. That's my that's my favorite combination. So your mashed potatoes. I feel like sometimes turkey is a little dry, you know, and the mashed potato and the gravy really just makes the juiciness come out. You know, it doesn't matter how dry it is, it's now juicy. Oh, man, you're making me count down the hours till I'm doing the same thing. All right, awesome. Mike <laughs> Chang, thanks so much for joining us, man. Where uh, can people find you anywhere? Do you have any Twitter handles, any new, any websites you want people to check out? Um, I would say they can check out my uh, my new YouTube channel. I'll be uploading more videos soon. Uh, YouTube channel is just called Mike Shane, and they can check me out on Instagram too. And Instagram is let me just I'm actually checking right now. Just so <laughs> yeah, make sure you give out the right the, the right information. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny. There's actually like different. Uh, I found a few different Mike Shane Instagram. I'm like, wow. You know, and they actually just found pictures of me and put it on there. Oh, geez. Uh, Mike Chang Official. Okay, so you're on YouTube, it's just Mike Chang. And then on Instagram, it's Mike Chang Official. Yep. Awesome. And they can find me up and keep, keep track of all that stuff that I'm doing now. Beautiful. Well, Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, and this was really fun. Best of luck with everything. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the, the cool new stuff you got coming out down the road. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited about it, too. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right, and you folks, make sure to visit MikeJanella.com to find all former episodes of The Mike Janella Show. Also to hear all about the great music and where we got it that you're listening to right about now. Make sure to check us out on iTunes and on Stitcher. Give us all the good reviews and all the five-star ratings you can on both of those. Subscribe, download, and we'll definitely see you next time. Thanks again to Mike Chang, and we'll do better next episode. See ya.